So while I was ruminating over our uh, Janetti episode, our acclaimed Janetti episode, from what I believe to be the case. Uh, yes, very highly acclaimed. Yeah, delusions of grandeur. You know, I'm <laughs> taking karate with the little kids. Uh, I I was thinking about like if you're if you're in some sort of artistic endeavor, sometimes I feel like you can get in your own head about like what bums me out is uh, because I play drums. John Bonham's my favorite drummer, the drummer from Led Zeppelin. He's dead, long dead, right? I'll still never be as good at playing drums as John Bonham is. And, like, he can't get any better at playing drums. And I'll he still prob- never... He probably beats you right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, certainly. Uh, <laughs> in, in his grave, he could still keep phenomenal time, you know? Uh, but... I was then thinking about as a drummer, the one of the bigger things that bums me out is to the general public. I bet Animal the Muppet is one of the more famous drummers that people could name. Like if you had to name five, I wonder how often Animal makes it in before a really fame before a really good real person who played drums, you know. You know what? That that might be true. I uh I would not say animal just because I am not familiar with the Muppets, which is which surprises a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, d- drummers aren't famous. Bill <laughs> no. Burr might be one of mine. <laughs> if you were really hard pressed to name five drummers, I could you come up with them? Oh, I could. Let me see. Yeah. Uh, Neil Pert. Okay. Oh, this is gonna be easy. Chad Smith. Yeah. Uh, Ginger Baker. Okay. Uh, we'll we'll skip John Bonham. We'll say Ringo. We'll say Taylor Hawkins. Kay. We'll say uh, 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 you know. But like Trey Cool, <laughs> Animal the Muppet had a drum off with Buddy Rich, big band leader. I forget, that was the, that's the one that when I was saying uh, I was trying to remember who it was, and it was Buddy Rich. Yeah, like, and Buddy Rich did it, which Buddy Rich also acclaimed asshole who he's a he's a major show-off too he's a major show off. oh yeah well that's all big big band drumming is all like uh, people are amazed you can do you know four things at once and it's all uh, i mean they're all great like buddy ridge is an amazing drummer oh keith moon thought of of another one but you're also a musician i wonder (laughs) to the layman you know and you've been friends with me for years and heard me prattling on about drums about drummers yeah i i i the funny thing is like i i I could name more but i couldn't name a whole lot more and i pay attention to music yeah like bill Ward. travis barker forgot about travis barker yeah like bill ward from black sabbath is incredible probably doesn't get named as much as animal (laughs) No, no. I I know what the I could picture the sing the drummer for Queen. I can pick him out of a lineup. No idea what his name is. Roger Taylor. That's his name, Roger Taylor. Yeah. You could have said anything. <laughs> uh, you, I might be lying to you right now. That's yeah. the real test. Yeah. No, it's it's Roger Taylor. Uh, also sang the high harmonies on all the Queen songs. Yes. Yeah. Thanks. And lead vocals on "I'm in Love with My Car," which is all time silly song. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> they had some silly songs, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, I thought like I saw a picture of animal today and I was like, you know what? 
if I told people Animal was my favorite drummer, they might take me seriously because he's the most popular, I'd imagine, non-real drummer. You, you know? know what, though? Had you said, yeah, had we been sitting here and you just go, you know who my favorite animal is? I mean, who my favorite drummer is? Animal. I would have been like, from the Road Warriors? <laughs> <laughs> but you're in a particular bubble now yeah. where, where you hear... If animal is anthropomorphized to mean something, you think road warriors. It's always funny. it's always road warriors. That's the an, that's the only animal I know. By yeah. the way, we were talking about silly songs earlier. Uh, Queen has a lot of silly songs. You know who also has silly songs? Larry the cucumber. Larry the cucumber. <laughs> he really does, you know. Man, uh, I wonder how many how many people listening to this podcast yeah. know the reference. If it, doesn't have a t- if it doesn't have a tail, it's not a monkey, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Even if it has a monkey kind of shape. Oh, where is my hairbrush? <laughs> I uh, That hit a little late for me in my uh, early church-going days. I was a big, um, what's it, the greatest stories ever told. Yeah. The kids got transported back in time to relive <laughs> Bible events. The Derek, Margo, and their nomad friend Moki were the <laughs> man. Fuck Moki. Yeah, he was wearing a Dodger baseball cap, and nobody in the past like <laughs> blinked an eyeball at uh, not, at anything that was happening. What is this peculiar headdressing you have? Yeah, on? <laughs> he runs into Joseph and his brothers, and they're just like, "Yeah, I don't know, whatever." Do you want to throw this kid down the pit too? Also, they're white. I mean, except Moki. They're he's their nomad friend code for brown person yeah his name is his name they they wanted to call him mocha <laughs> yeah uh I, you know what i just realized Derek and margo are two of the whitest motherfuckers you've ever seen in your life <laughs> and Listen, they're going back to ancient <laughs> i watched these i don't remember shit about them oh every sunday dude all they they're at the archaeological dig site and they fall through a thing and then they see like a, a door and they're like yeah let's go through the mystic door <laughs> This is the pitch meeting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all these through kids, they're, 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 they fall through a thing, and then they see this mystic door, and then you you learn about Jesus. Sold. Yeah. All who enter these portals pass through time, but they only they only ever pass through time to specific to very specific Bible, Bible things. things. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's never like <laughs> Genghis Khan and the Mongols. You know, it's just always. Joseph in the coat of many colors. Yeah, it's never the bubonic plague. Yeah. They're like, is that is that bush ta- talking and burning? At the- <laughs> yeah. Uh, Metal as fuck, Moki. Yeah. <laughs> yeah how many people, I don't even know, you know, of the uh, hundreds of thousands of people that listen to this podcast, uh, how many people do you think we're, we're speaking to right now have any idea what we're talking about? Oh, no, they turned it off a long time ago. They yeah. they they were just hoping we were going to add some more Genetti's. I got I got a scathing text message about one of my Genetti takes. Oh no. <laughs> turned into a long conversation about the uh the Dr. Dre versus Eminem Genetti take. <laughs> I I don't think we're wrong. I think it's No, still right. well, I listen, the, the person the person took Dr. Dre and uh believed that they agreed with you. But uh I just just take just just I, I I told the person just 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 skim the wikis. Just skim their wikis really quick. Yeah. Because one of them has a category in their Wikipedia 
that says Legacy. <laughs> it's not the one you think it is. He also had a popular song called Legacy. Right, um, yeah. But I but basically what I said was Dr. Dre wins against 99% of other hip hop figures, right? Yeah. That 1% is Eminem. Yeah. He got anyway. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, uh I also yeah. made a person mad on Instagram with my uh Idell Wrestling Federation statement regarding MJF. <laughs> that you back Tony Khan? Somebody took it very seriously and doesn't understand uh satire if it slapped him in the face and sure. I made a mistake. I engaged seriously with him and i was just like hey uh, dude it's satire stupid like <laughs> you know yeah, right. but i should have just either written him back as commissioner idell yeah, or like down. been or like been like yeah we just speak for this guy he's a mania you know what i mean like i should have played it i'm stupid <laughs> i thought yeah. about it like after and i had already i deleted the the, the comment thread because i don't want that shit all over the you know what i mean right but um the next one i'm going after as in within kayfabe you know yeah yeah uh <laughs> Okay. Uh, peek behind the curtain. We're starting later than normal. We are starting uh, later than normal. So we would normally banter about uh, these many subjects, you know, uh, as it were. But I think we've given the people who just want to listen to us talk about nonsense uh, enough of a precursor, right? We'd sure. In, if, uh, by, the, by the part. way, John Bonham died at thirty-two. I got, I got, uh, I got about three months, and I, I get to. Uh, I'm on the John Bonham level. Yeah, yeah. In terms of being good at staying alive, you know? Right. Not drums. Just no. or being or being able to drink double uh screwdrivers. Or so. or a glorious mustache. There's a lot of things. Right, right. You've at least you living, you guys are at least tied in a few months. Yeah, it's a yeah. it's a draw, you know? Yeah. So thirty two. Um, God damn the <laughs> the amount of things he did by thirty two, you know? Yeah, you know, but he drummed a lot. That's the, that's yeah. the thing. Mostly that. Um, mostly, mostly drumming and drinking. We yeah. drink and drink and drink and drink and drink and drink and drum. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's the remix for the Dropkick Murphy song. <laughs> I was gonna say that's his original, uh, <laughs> his original text. Uh, all right, let's get that theme song. All right. Welcome to Snark Marks, everybody. We are a wrestling retrospective podcast from Central Valley, California. My name's Andrew. That's Dusty. Uh, I made us late, so we got quickly into things. Dusty, you were going to say hi? Say hi. Hello. We're not even time for pleasantries now. No, I stepped all over your horse shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Follow us on Facebook. Uh, not Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Snark Marks Pod. Follow Dusty on Twitter at Snark Mark D. Follow me on Twitter at Andrew Idell. But I, if you want to listen to my wrestling takes, they're at Snark Marks Pod. That's me. That's, that's, I'm the, the Snark Marks Pod guy. And uh, yeah. that's where I, I uh, apparently make people angry. Stir the shit up. 
<laughs> or, or hey, that Commissioner Idell is the ultimate heel. You know, yeah. he even works into the real world. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we have uh, some deep dives. We did 1997 in wrestling, Vince Russo's bitch ass, and then uh, the invasion angle. We just did ECW. We also did uh, the Gennetti, uh thing, which I think was a fun discussion. What do you think, Dusty? It was a good one. Yeah, I had a good time. I think it's the Shawn Michaels of discussions. It is. It is definitely yeah. not the Marty Jannetty of discussions. No. Um, and uh, listen to our booking shows. They're always fun. That's where you get the Commissioner Idell and the Commissioner Godwin war that happened uh, in the in the in the most recent one. Um, still, still salty over the the um, outcome of that, even though I wrote it. To be honest. <laughs> Yeah, you're. You looked back. You went to a fugue state and looked back. And was I booked myself to lose? How do I book my own downfall? <laughs> Why would I do such a thing? Uh, speaking of our booking shows, based on the on the the outcome of the last one, I now have both of the gentlemen that are uh, the subject of tonight's podcast on my roster. Oh yeah, I got pretty excited about that. I, I let you take somebody and you took Eddie Guerrero from me. Which yeah. you know, you I, I think I haven't I hadn't used. I didn't I used him in the first pay per view and didn't use him again. So yeah. uh You don't know how to you don't know how to book him properly. I'm just well, wait wait for his ascension in my <laughs> He couldn't pass a drug test, okay? Yeah. <laughs> uh so this is uh this is an idea that I had um and Dusty put together uh, we we were trying to figure out what we were going to do next. We didn't want to do another deep dive um, immediately, and uh, we we were just coming up with ideas. And this is something that Dusty, Dusty and I had talked about a lot. Um, this angle, this legendary angle in the history of wrestling. Um, it's so stupid. <laughs> it's but so... God damn it, it's so good. Uh, so uh, the this the, we had we we had previously watched the blow off match of this. I think at your house. Um, yeah, because I had told you about the angle, and you were like, "There's no way." It's like I have <laughs> to see exists. this. Yeah, because I loved both guys already, you know. Yeah. Um, and so this is 2005. This is Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio, and uh, they're in a bitter, bitter rivalry. Almost uh, uh, the the biggest stakes you could have. You know, yeah. It's a, unless you get to like an Undertaker shit, where it's like, no, you're gonna fucking die. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's certainly bigger than any title. You know, you can yeah. take the title. That's and that's the funny thing. It wasn't the main event. No, uh, I Vince do. Was like, ah, we can't put a fucking little uh, frosted tips ass kid above my title huh i do one day want to go back and just watch this show with you because uh the main event of this show is ridiculous Shawn michaels doing the most absurd selling any human being's ever done out of spite for not wanting to lose to hulk hogan <laughs> and uh <laughs> so he like to the i mean to my eye i could see he was overselling and i know people thought it was ridiculous but it was just on the line enough where you're like well yeah it still doesn't wreck the match it's just so funny like he, uh, i imagine him just being like oh you're you're a fucking superman hulk okay well i'll sell everything like you're killing me <laughs> every every move um yeah. but what we're talking about here is the eddie guerrero versus Rey mysterio feud uh from 2005 we went through and I compiled the match listings and uh, some segments that Andrew and I watched that we're going to review and just kind of give our overall idea uh, and feelings on the feud, I think is what we're doing here, right? 
Yeah, yeah. This is the we we want to break down the the angle. The the this is a a, a few months in wrestling history. Uh, everybody always talks about the ladder match that uh, that ends this feud, but it doesn't. They they don't really like. They don't talk about the <laughs> the playground <laughs> promo promo. Right. Or the uh, the the promo where Eddie's screaming at the mask. Yeah. Uh, they they the build up to this is so good. <laughs> I love well, they, it so much. They do a masterful job. Uh, so jumping right in, what where we start with our two characters is uh, Eddie Guerrero in two thousand four won the world title and was uh, crowned champion. Retain the belt at WrestleMania, and he, and he and Chris Benoit at the end of WrestleMania 20 hug in the ring as two guys who they never thought were going to make it, who both become world champions. Uh, and now they can't use that footage, and it's very sad. But it was at the moment, it was a very triumphant, <laughs> it was a very situation. nice moment at the time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Eddie loses the title to JBL a few months later, and then he's he's not floundering; he's at the top of the card, but he doesn't get another run with the belt. And so the beginning of 2005, he and Ray uh, team up and they win the world tag team titles uh, at no way out the February pay-per-view leading into this WrestleMania match. But the whole time they're kind of telling the story that Eddie can't beat Ray Mysterio. And so now he's become friends with Ray as opposed to being his rival, you know, and of course, Chavo is in there and he's, he's stirring the shit. You know, there's all these promos backstage uh, where he's stirring the shit with Eddie. And Known Ray. instigator, <laughs> yeah. Chavo Guerrero. Known line stepper, Eddie uh, Chavo <laughs> Guerrero. So Eddie uh, says, hey, we don't have a match at WrestleMania to Ray. And he says, I have a great idea. Why not you and me, man? Just a fun like exhibition between partners. Like we'll both be on the show and it'll just be a friendly situation and ray of course is hesitant because he knows eddie guerrero <laughs> you know he's, yeah. he's never on the straight and narrow for long you, you lying cheating or stealing to me eddie <laughs> yeah it's I, ray is like yeah i you know i guess let's let's do it and so the first match that we looked at was ray mysterio versus eddie guerrero from wrestlemania 21 in los angeles california uh this is a pretty cool wrestlemania they have movie spoofs that I'm sure you would hate, but at the time were very well received, like JBL <laughs> and uh, John Cena doing a takeoff of a few good men, and there's all these different yeah. ones. Yeah. Okay, so I saw that. I I, I fast forwarded through it, but I was like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. I thought it was. I didn't know it was like intentional spoofs. I thought it was because I I saw like I saw a Pulp Fiction like because you know how you, it shows like the the square at the bottom as you fast forward. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's Eddie, Eddie and Booker T doing the scene. Is the, that, is I will, I will strike down upon the. With great I vision. just saw Booker T, I think, and then, uh, and then I saw the Few Good Men. But when I saw a Few Good Men, I was like, ah, they must be. That must be like the first, the Marine or some shit. Oh no, they're they're doing spoofs because they're in Hollywood. They're they're pretty fun for <laughs> WWE. Like they're very well produced for a WWE segment, you know. Uh, and then the the WrestleMania. All the matches are on like an old school, like marquee, which looks cool. Where they have the names of the of the guys that are facing off. Uh, Eddie comes out in a low rider, 
and this is peak not peak Eddie Guerrero uh baby face but the low rider always worked for him he comes out he hits the switches everybody's losing their shit oh yeah with that song like oh yeah the that's Latino one of my favorite <laughs> that's one of my favorite uh wrestling characters of all time is Eddie Guerrero with the low rider I mean because this is my pocket this yeah. is like this is like it you know what I mean I probably watched this feud yeah. um but uh i uh because i remember i know this because in one of the matches that we watched i think it's the great american bash on that show the bwo that's true yeah the B- bwo makes an appearance i was fast forward i was like is that the fucking blue meanie god damn it yeah, against uh, the mexicals is that who they were wrestling yep uh so uh I I know that this would have been my pocket of wrestling time. So either was this after the brand split? Yeah, this is a exclusive the SmackDown and Raw's WrestleMania is a co-branded show, but were they on do you remember if they were on SmackDown or Raw? I think they were on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah Ray and Eddie were on SmackDown. Okay, so that yeah, I would have watched this whole thing. Yeah, they were trying to get the urban audience with SmackDown. <laughs> So they had the Latino gentleman on the show. Uh, Eddie here, like... Well, they got me, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, the most urban. Uh, (laughs) I I don't know that Eddie Guerrero could be any more jacked (laughs) than he is uh, during this series of matches. Like, his arms are fucking huge. Like, and he's got pecs, like the crazy, uh, almost Brock Lesnar-style pecs on him. He looks yeah, in crazy he's a, good shape. He's like, a big boy. He's a big boy. Yeah. Uh, he has the arm vein, <laughs> which is how you know somebody's too jacked up, or you can see the vein in their arm as it runs down. Uh, like oh, yeah. Well, yeah. And, and those guys would always get um, uh, like pumped in the back, so they would come out with all veiny oh, yeah. as, as fuck. I mean, they were veiny inherently, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, this is a pretty good match. I remember... I liked this match better this time than I did the previous times I've watched it because I, I always thought Ray fiddles with his mask quite a bit in this match. I don't know if it just didn't fit right or what was going on with it. I noticed but, that, and he, uh, it's a different type of mask. It's got straps on the back rather than being the whole head mask. Yeah. It looks pretty cool, but yeah, he is like completely concerned with his mask this whole the entire match. Yeah, but they do like for them what is a pretty standard babyface babyface match like there's not much heat here but even still eddie is sort of eddie's still working like a like an asshole like he's friends with ray but he's slapping ray in all these painful submissions to try to beat him like hey man we're still partners like yeah we're just having fun (laughs) yeah he's clearly setting the tone for for where this is going (laughs) yeah uh, Ray hits a seat at Centon that looked really cool, and then he misses the 619 into a tilt the world backbreaker. Like, watching these four matches in a row, by the end, I was still like, oh yeah, I'd come back and watch these. I might have reached my limit for now, but Ray and Eddie work so well together that it really doesn't bother me to watch them against each other. Oh yeah, they, they complement each other so well, um, because, like, it isn't the class, it isn't the classic, like, agile guy versus non-agile guy because Eddie's still agile. Like yeah. obviously Ray is the like um flying around all over the place quick speed athlete um from out of these two guys, but Eddie can still hold his own in that stuff and he has his own conflicting contrasting style 
of brute force. Like the remember we we used to talk about the nobody power bombs people like Eddie and Benoit used to power bomb each other. Yeah. Well, Eddie always did that to Ray too, and he fucking gets Ray a bunch of times in these feuds. And in at the beginning of this match, he has a really fucking wicked arm drag on Ray that uh, he just whips his ass around. And um, like you said, it is him kind of setting the tone to be uh, the monster that he ends up being in this whole thing, you know? Yeah, I also made a note. There's a filthy powerbomb by Guerrero. Uh, He sells great on a 619 that Ray hits, and Ray goes to springboard into the West Coast pop, and Eddie just catches him and just fucking slams him with this powerbomb. Oh, just Uh, filthy. Yeah, and then stacks him up for a good near fall, and then Mysterio comes out of the corner with like a out of a tilt a whirl into a hurricane rana for like a quick pin, and that's how they end this match. It's a cool finish uh, in twelve minutes, and this gets three and a quarter stars from Meltzer, and they tease a little bit of tension, and then Eddie and Ray shake hands because they're still friends at the end. But you could tell Eddie's Eddie's pissed that he lost. Yeah, and that's how they're booking the stuff. It's like almost that Ray is like outsmarting him um, because he's getting these roll-ups and he's getting like these opportune things that he's taking advantage of, um, which frustrates Eddie even more. And this was that, I mean, that's the perfect way to write the beginning of this storyline where uh, Eddie just wants to beat Ray. So to know that he can, to show him, to show himself that he can, like, it seems like, you know, it's not as much. And he talks, he even talks about it in this next promo. Uh, it's not even as much about the crowd. It's just like, it's about him. It's about Eddie. And Eddie wants to beat Ray um, so he doesn't have that in the back of his head anymore that he can't beat his partner and friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Ray just sneaks one on him right there and just uh, takes it out of his grasp, you know? Yeah, so then uh, we next looked at, there's, uh, so Ray and Eddie are the tag champions. They lose the tag titles to a debu- debuting Eminem. Uh, in April after WrestleMania. And then they have a rematch against NMM. Uh, MNN. And this is where Eddie turns. Just Eddie say M- it, just say it like the rappers. M&M. Yeah. <laughs> M&M. Uh And this is where Eddie turns on Ray and lets him get beat up uh, after convincing him to, to tag with him again. And then after this match... Uh, Eddie goes crazy, and he they say that he hits a suplex on the stairs, injuring Ray. Like he he rips his mask open and busts him open. Uh, but I think what he was trying to do was do a uh, or convince them that he was doing a brainbuster on the stairs because yeah. like a suplex on the stairs isn't really that devastating of a move. You know? Yeah, it looked like a uh, what is it when they do it off the cor- off the turnbuckles? Is it a superplex? Yeah. It was, it was like that, like over. I guess it's a suplex, but he kind of like slide. I see what you mean by the brainbuster, but he kind of like slides out of the, out of the way and lands flat, which is yeah. more like a suplex, you know. Uh, but either way, it's a cool spot. It's a really yeah. cool spot. Uh, and so they then they do a mask promo. Eddie beats up Ray, steals his mask, and then he does a promo in the ring with the mask that I thought was fucking great. Like Eddie's so good in this uh in this promo where he's talking to Ray and the line that I really liked is he says uh and I hear 
that you're planning on coming back at Judgment Day. I advise against that. <laughs> like, yeah, it's and... so sinister. Not that I'm going to whip your ass. Not that it's going to happen again. Just I advise you to not do that. <laughs> and he has a smile on his face, and yeah. the the camera is like right up on his face uh, the, for like half the promo. It's so good. It's so effective. It's exactly what needed what needed to set the tone for all the heat in this uh, in this um, feud. I think that promo is this feud. Um, it's the most effective thing in any of this in terms of like strapping a rocket to all of this stuff. He says that the crowd was living vicariously through him, um, stealing his fire, his energy and his Latino heat. (laughs) Oh, that's right. You (laughs) stole my Latino heat and I'll never let you steal my Latino heat again. Yeah. And that's the thing about it. It's like the way that I interpreted that, cause that's kind of, it's, that's kind of like up for interpretation cause it doesn't like it's not like him specifically explicitly saying this is what you did. It's kind of a figurative thing. And I see it as like, I was living for you guys. The world is a vampire. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like I I was living for you guys. I was, I was doing, um, I was being an entertainer. Um, you guys were taking all of that from me. Um, and now it's my turn to live for me. You know what I mean? Well, that's kind of how I interpreted it. He has the mask on his hand. And he's talking to the mask like it's Mysterio. And he goes, why'd you make me do it, Ray? I didn't want to. Why'd you make me? Yeah. And, uh, at the end, whenever he's telling him not to show up at Judgment Day, he goes, "I think about your family, Ray. Think about your son, Dominic, and your daughter, Aaliyah. Don't make me take away their papa. <laughs> it's yeah. like so... He's- he said, "Don't make me hurt. Don't make me hurt them, Ray." And everyone's oh, like, yeah. "Fucking boo!" Yeah, and he's, and he's like, like, "Don't, don't make me take away their papa." Yeah. Which is, you could laugh so hard at that line, but the way he delivers it, you believe him. Like he's he's crazy now. And there's also he's so a segment. Fucking good, dude. He's there's so a segment good. in it that I I didn't send you where he's beating up a job guy and he's putting the mask on the job guy and yelling at him like he's Ray Mysterio. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> uh, so that gets us to our net, our second match, which is uh, Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero at Judgment Day 2005. Um, like Andrew always brings up, Eddie's a heel, a heel now, so he has to do something. It's your Roman Reigns philosophy. You got to do something to change what you're doing. So the music's a little bit different. It's a remix of the song. And he got rid of the low rider. The, like you have no reason to cheer Eddie Guerrero. He comes to the ring slow. He's like he beat up Rey Mysterio, the ultimate babyface, and he's given the, the crowd nothing now, which is great. That's the best thing to do. He's given them nothing but heat. Like he's he's got this like the the look on his face is just like I don't give a. I'm just gonna fucking do this. It's not even like he doesn't look mad. He doesn't look desperate. He doesn't look happy. Sometimes he smiles yeah. like to be a dick, but like he just looks like I'm go- I'm going to do this now. Like yeah. this is this is why I'm I'm here to do this. This is a this is the 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 choice that I have made like well he's almost know, he's almost insulted. Like Ray came back when Eddie told him not to. So now he has to hurt Ray. And in his head, it's the it's the the thing that makes every really good villain the villain that you want to hate is he in his mind he believes he's right he told ray to stay home if ray stayed home he would be fine 
but he had to show his face again. So now Eddie's got to, <laughs> Eddie's got to whip his ass. It's it's almost he, to him. He's like Ray's left me no choice but to do this to him. Yeah. You know? Why are you Why are you making me do this, Ray? Like yeah, it's it's so good. Um, and then in the match, they just have they have such a great dynamic because Eddie isn't a huge guy, but compared to Ray. He is. And so he works, all the matches work this style where it's Eddie is slowing everything down and he's locking Ray up in these submissions and keeping him grounded. And then uh, they'll give Ray what they call a hope spot where Eddie will miss something or Ray will come off the ropes with a springboard or something to get a little bit back to get the crowd a little bit into it. And then Eddie will just fucking cut him off and take control again. And they just keep building that. Until and the that, ultimate comeback. That adds to what we were talking about earlier. They're using as a story device the fact that it seems like you would always almost think like 1v1 Eddie should win all these fights. Yeah. Because Eddie has the tools. Eddie has the physicality. He He's bigger. You know what I mean? And and you watch the matches and Eddie's dominating a lot of the maps uh, matches Ray's bumping all over the place and Ray just weasels out of it at some point and yeah. figures out a way to get it done. And that is such a good way that the writers chose, or maybe Eddie and Ray chose, I don't know how it worked at that time um, to build Eddie's frustration and his resentment. And uh, that's why you get all this believable tension. Like, to this point, completely believable. Yeah. Like this this angle is so believable until it's not. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, so in this match, uh Ray busts out uh like a spring uh six one nine on the floor where he wraps around the ring post instead yeah, pretty cool. of the of just the ropes, which was really cool. Uh, then he hits, I really like that Ray's using the seated senton a lot at this time. Like it just looks really cool visually. Or oh he dude, hits, he hits he one, hits... he hits one during, uh, the ladder match. That's one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Uh, they said the, 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 I think they said that the referee's name is Brian Hebner. Is that Earl's son? Yes, that is Earl's son. That son of a beach. They should have had <laughs> Earl and uh, Nick Patrick fight for Brian's custody for the custody of Brian. <laughs> Neither one of those dudes can climb a ladder. You know <laughs> uh, Eddie still has like his his signature spots, but it's so funny to see the crowd's reaction to them now. Like he does the three amigos, the rolling vertical suplexes, which is a spot I always liked. But when he's a babyface, they cheer each time he pops the dude up to hit another one. And now each time they're like, "Fuck you, dude! Don't do it again." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he's so tiny stop doing it to ray uh the inverted power bomb is sick too by the way um oh yeah wait uh, i i don't i don't know that well I'm, I'm sure i've seen it before because i watched eddie back in the day but like yeah. it's fucking cool i was like what the fuck was that <laughs> when he did it this time uh then chavo comes out and uh distracts ray so eddie brings a chair in and then ray uh starts to gain the momentum so he hits a 619 and Eddie, the chair's right there. And I like the idea that Eddie's like, no, not again. Eddie just fucking blasts Ray with this chair as Ray's springing into the ring to hit uh, the West Coast pop, I'd assume, at this point. But Eddie, like, he has to cheat because his yeah. ego can't take another loss. And if he beats up Ray, it's almost a win. 
Well, and and it's part of what he was talking about, and I don't know if he said it yet in this feud. I always win. He's like, I always win in the end. Uh, yeah. and I don't think he said it yet. I think he says it later. But this is part of that. You know what I mean? Like, even if I have to cheat, or if I don't get the win on the, on my record, I still right. win. And uh, I I forgot to talk about they in this match. They're starting to show that Ray's getting a little emotional about it. It's starting to get personal to Ray too because Ray is uh, throwing a lot of punches in this match. And they yeah. use the punches that Ray is throwing as a device to sh- to signal to the crowd, uh, to the to the viewing uh, audience, that Ray is is angry. And Ray is he's getting outside of his game a little bit because he is acting out of anger and, and, and he really fucking hates right. this guy. Right, and he and, made it personal. They were friends, and then he tried to kill him basically is what happened yeah. <laughs> and then he and then he said he was going to orphan his children like goddamn dreader tatum <laughs> yeah i assume so, their mother would drive grief yeah the women uh, have them the, the kids have a mother <laughs> so uh this match gets three and uh three quarter stars and is 18 minutes and 35 seconds so it's a little bit it's a little bit longer than the wrestlemania match and they have more story building that they're doing but the basic the story is just Eddie wants to hurt Ray and Ray just generally wants to win the matches. He like, he has a little bit of fire against Eddie because it's personal, but he doesn't, he's only starting to hate Eddie Guerrero at this point, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's he, still mostly a contest to Ray. Whereas with Eddie, it's already personal. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's almost like the classic, wrestling story that a lot of people tell where the bad guy is trying to bring something out of the good guy um trying to bring that dog out of him or bring that like uh that demon out of him or that that cheater out of him or any of that thing the things like the bray wyatt versus john cena feud you know what i mean right um and he's just trying to it's not that he's trying to bring that out of ray as much as it he is incidentally bringing that out of ray because he's like torturing him and willing to uh get personal and willing to dig in deep you know what i mean yeah uh so i enjoyed that match quite a bit uh we move on to there's a schoolyard promo so next up it's like eddie's like okay so i I couldn't beat him straight up i couldn't beat him even whenever I, i tried to get my latino heat back what else can i do with ray what else can i do to fuck with him and so he goes to Dominic's school and I just love the little interaction with him and Dominic where he's on the school playground, which first of all, how does Eddie Guerrero get <laughs> on the school grounds? It's a different era, dude. I know. Yeah. And he's like, Hey, isn't that your son, Ray? What's up, Dominic? Wave, Dominic. <laughs> it's me, Eddie, uncle Eddie. Right. And he's like, hi, T.O. Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, come over here. He's like, hang out with me. Like, uh, and he's like, hey, do you like secrets? And he's like, oh, I love, you know, Dominic's eight years old. And he's like, oh, I love secrets. And oh, yeah, like, big secret guy. Yeah, he's like, great. I got an awesome secret. I can't wait to tell you about it and everybody else. And he's just so sinister yeah. in the, like, he's what like, he's doing. Let me, let me see how fast that you can run up that jungle gym. Come yeah. on, man, you can go faster than that. Let's go <laughs> yeah. down the slide. He goes down the slide. He sits down. He's like, sit on my lap, little essay. And yeah. starts telling him about this secret that he's going to tell. And it's funny because it's like, uh, he's, if you think about it, he's on a, he's at a playground with a camera crew. <laughs> right. That's, well, and in real life, Did he get permits. Eddie, yeah, in real life, Eddie is Dominic's godfather. 
So they've already got that. Yeah, exactly. and I I was I watched this whole thing because this is where Dominic starts to actually get really involved in the filming. Um, yeah. Because Dominic's there for pretty much everything else after this. Um, and there had to have been a lot of conversations to, with Dominic about like, hey, Tio Eddie is going to do some mean things to you. Yeah. He's going to pretend X, Y, and Z. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. daddy's going to lose tonight. And like all the, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, or so... I did, does, no, Ray never loses. But daddy's going to get thrown off a goddamn ladder a bunch of times. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so Eddie uh, starts coming out and he starts talking about how he's going to tell Eddie's bedtime stories. And he's got a book and everything and it's got Eddie's face on it. And he's, <laughs> it's like chapter one, uh, you know, me and my wife were having some problems and uh, I, I met this other lady and we I, she got pregnant. And tune in next week for chapter two and the whole time Ray's like, hey dude, that's not fucking cool. <laughs> Like we're we're he, wrestlers, dude. But that's not okay. Don't do that. The, he's doing the cut it out like throat yeah. slashing motion the entire time. I, this also leans an awful lot on Rey Mysterio, who's not as good as Eddie. I mean, obviously, Eddie's one of the, the greatest ever. But Ray does hold up his end, especially later whenever he gets super fired up. But uh, essentially, it becomes Eddie telling Ray like. All right, I want one more match, and if uh, and if I get my match and you beat me, I won't reveal the secret. But if I win, I get to reveal the secret, which is a double win for Eddie Guerrero. He's like, <laughs> I always win, so I yeah. get to beat you, and I get to reveal this horrifyingly damaging secret about your family. Uh, the at, thing I at wonder the, at the Great American Bash. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> the thing that, <laughs> that's that's one of my favorite things in wrestling is like you're 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 saying all these like stipulations and you're like and it'll be decided at Starcade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, the what I what I wondered about this and I, I maybe you remember. Do you remember when this was going on? Uh, yes, I do. Did was anybody worried about what Ray's secret could be? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think because there's only like even in wrestling, it's only gonna it's it, they can't be like Ray was involved in a double homicide <laughs> ten years ago. Yeah, and like Ray Lewis, he threw away his bloody clothes and he was never acquitted. You know, or he was acquitted. Ray did nine eleven. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, like. I, I think that people generally kind of not knew what was going on, but was like, it's got to be some kind of, I had sex with your wife. Yeah. <laughs> or some it, sort it, of it was, it's the, it's the hit him, hit him up sto story. Right. Like, yeah. Uh, hey Ray, you claim to be a player. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but so uh, it, yeah, I was just watching it. Like Michael Cole is like, <laughs> and Taz, they're just a hundred percent team team Ray, and I'm like, what if this is actually a horrific secret? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Ray Mysterio has another family. Yeah, <laughs> the, the secret second family. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's also uh, we'll get to it later once the secret's revealed. But it's like it's not that big of a. I mean, I guess to Dominic it is, but to everyone else, like, well, okay. <laughs> so Ray adopted a kid. That's Eddie's kid. <laughs> That's good. That's good of him. Yeah. Why? 
kind of shit happens every day. Yeah. Like the secret, the secret is that Eddie's a deadbeat dad. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie's telling us, congratulations, you played yourself. Yeah, but not in his own head. That's the important part. <laughs> I, guess, so, I guess that is true. Uh, Dominic looks a little bit like the kid from Modern Family. Uh, you know who I'm talking about? Unfortunately, ever, I do not. You sure. ever watch Modern Family? Okay. I've like seen it a few of, times. Let me look it up. Yeah, he looks like uh, Sophia Vergara's son. And uh, Boy, a she's look- a looker, isn't she? Oh, yeah. boy. Uh, ends up marrying fucking Ed O'Neill. Rich, <laughs> rich Ed O'Neill. Oh, the, the chubby kid? Yeah. I can see it. You a little know, bit. They're, they're the same race, you know? Yeah, that's a little bit. Whenever they're little, they seem similar to me. Dominic's got a really good worried face. Well, he might actually be worried. I don't, you know, he's only eight. So. Well, and he kind of looks like that now, so like. Right. <laughs> I was watching this whole there. thing going like, just think, they're going to grow up to do such big things like lose to Logan Paul in The Miz. <laughs> yeah. Get beat up by Logan Paul in The Miz. Uh, so now, man, the daughter from that show was good looking, huh? <laughs> uh, the age appropriate daughter when yeah. <laughs> once she became age appropriate. I'm leaving you out there on your own. My mic is mic. My mic is muted, dude. I'm looking. Hold on, a girl that I'm looking at on television <laughs> no. is is good looking, and I think she's probably in Modern Family. She's not Sophia Vergara. I'll you know what? I'll figure it out. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we're I'm talking about the Great American Bash. <laughs> so you know what? Let's uh, talk about the Great American Bash. Yeah. Uh, so now we've got Eddie versus Ray at the Great American Bash, and now shit's on. Ray is pissed. You've you've crossed. You've now crossed the line. So uh, Ray's doing everything he can at the beginning uh, to in, to end this match as soon as possible. So like he hits a hurricane run off the top. He hits a six one nine into a senton for a near fall. And the whole time the announcers are like, uh, if Rey Mysterio loses, what a goddamn devastating secret <laughs> it would be to shake the, shake the foundation of the Mysterio family, uh, forever. And it's like, why not just, why not do eight mile? Just Eminem it. Just do it yourself. I am you know? white. I am a bum. <laughs> yeah. The kid I is have... Eddie's. <laughs> yeah. The kid is Eddie's. Uh, and then Eddie, of course, in classic heel move, hides behind Dominic, uh, who's at ringside with Ray, uh, so that he can get the advantage over Ray Mysterio, uh, and uses Dominic as a shield on the. Dude, floor. that was so good when he he <laughs> so he walks over to the to Dominic and he's like he's like hug me and whatever, and he's hugging Dominic. And as soon as Ray gets anywhere near, he just casually turns and puts Dominic in between both of them. <laughs> yeah. And then he slowly puts his his right hand on Dominic's under Dominic's chin and his yeah. left hand on the crown of Dominic's head, <laughs> like he's gonna snap Dominic's neck, like he's in a spy movie from the eighties. Yeah. And and uh, and then and then he's like he's like, "What, man? We're family. We love each other, right? Get on your knees." <laughs> Get oh. on your knees and I won't hurt your son. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Because uh, Eddie has also done a little bit of the uh, but the the sitcom Butler storyline where he's forcing Ray to do shit with him so that he won't reveal the secret. So he like I I, I love that aspect of this where he's yeah. like he's at the big when when this match starts he like shakes the hand he he shakes he makes Ray shake his hand in the ring and then he like. 
he like opens up to Dominic so like they could he could see them shaking hands and then they yeah. hug and he's like trying to trying to make like he's making Ray uh like endorse him basically. Yeah. He's so like he's so gross but it's <laughs> no, it's, it's so, so good. good. It's so good. Uh, he also like Eddie's Eddie's on in this match. Now they're really starting to pull stuff out. Like he catches Ray when Ray tries to body scissor him and just flips him over in this wheelbarrow suplex that looks fantastic. Hey, really quick, really quick. The daughter okay. from Modern Family. Uh-huh. It's thirty one years old, same age as me. I'm off the hook. <laughs> Way to go. She's very cute. Her name is Sarah Highland, for the record. Yeah. Uh <laughs> she, she, yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh Eddie also uses the the gory special, which is where he like puts Ray on his back and then has his arms pinned but and is grabbing his feet like as a submission move. Uh yeah. and that's that's the move that his dad invented. So Gory Guerrero invented that move. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Uh funny side story real quick. On this show also is Muhammad Hassan fake Arab American who was a heel because he was pointing out America's xenophobia and everyone was oh, like, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, until he had a group of quote unquote terrorists attack the undertaker and ruin the whole gimmick. Uh, but <laughs> Muhammad, he gets, he gets straight up murdered on this show. Like the undertaker power bombs him through the stage and they're like, we'll never see Muhammad Hassan again. Uh, Cause they ran the terrorist angle the same week that the London bombing of the the in the train station happened (laughs) yeah it's a rough that's a rough go vince is like why does this shit always fucking happen (laughs) god damn it god damn every time we have a terrorist angle some fucking asshole blows up (laughs) so uh but when muhammad hassan was getting over he used the camel clutch as his finisher and eddie also uses the camel clutch as like a transition move and Kurt Angle went up to Muhammad Hassan backstage and was like, hey, you need to talk to Eddie Guerrero about not using your finish in his matches because he's making your move look weak. If you're supposed to finish guys with this move and he's just using it for whatever, like, you should go talk to him about it. And Muhammad Hassan, who doesn't know shit about wrestling, goes over to Eddie. And oh, it's Jesus like, He's like, hey, man, stop using my finisher. Uh, because like I gotta stay strong, blah blah blah. It's my move, and Eddie looks at him and goes, "My dad invented that move, <laughs> so I'm gonna go ahead and keep using that move." Was Kurt Angle just ribbing him? I don't know. I hope if Kurt he, Angle was just if he's ribbing him, him. That's hilarious. If he's hey, Hassan, not, Hassan, come here. Still hilarious. <laughs> Either I way, I thought Hassan was gonna be like, "That's no, it's <laughs> Eddie Guerrero." <laughs> well, he doesn't like. I think a lot of people think the Iron Sheik or the original Sheik or whoever invented the Camel Clutch, but it was Gory Guerrero, and so <laughs> Eddie was just like, "Yeah, no, I'm gonna go ahead and keep it, keep using it." Probably one, one of my favorite parts in this match. Uh, <laughs> so Eddie's getting frustrated that he can't beat Ray. It's getting worse and worse, and he's got a couple of really good near falls in this match, and. Uh, they he he get I can't remember what he does. He fucks Ray up at some point, and he yeah. gets a two and a half basically. And Ray kicks out, and and Eddie stands up and he looks at the referee. And he goes, "Damn it, Charles!" <laughs> yeah, it was good. Uh, at the end of this match, uh, Eddie. Uh, oh, Ray hits a springboard drop kick into a six one nine, and then misses the leg drop. And Eddie hits him with the three amigos. Right onto his butt. Yeah, just yeah, just shocking his, his entire spine. Yeah, uh, he felt it in his ears. And Eddie hits the three amigos on him, 
and Ray's pretty beat up. And then Ray, or then Eddie hits two more vertical suplexes and then a brain, just a filthy ass brain buster on Ray. Oh yeah. He and, him up. <laughs> and Ray's, Ray's dead. Like, yeah. he's better than dead. And Eddie's like, all right, I got to sprinkle a little bit on top of this. And so he goes up top and he's all cheese and he's uh, hamming to the crowd, hits the frog splash and he wants to pin Rey Mysterio while looking at Dominic. And so he like leans back on Rey like nonchalant so that he can look at Dominic while he's doing it. And then Rey <laughs> grabs him into a crucifix and picks up the win yeah. uh, in 15 minutes and, tw- and 38 seconds. This got three and a quarter stars. I thought this match was really good. And Eddie's, he's just so mad. <laughs> and he's, he's, so, in the, he's so mad. He's in the ring and he's pissed and Ray and Dominic fucking hightail it out of there. And the announcers are like, the secret is safe. Everything's great. The Mysterios are reunited. Uh, Wrong. I thought, <laughs> I thought Eddie was going to win this match. Cause I, I, I know what, I know the, the other, the next match happens. So I'm like, right. okay, so Eddie wins this match through some fuckery or maybe he beats him clean and he's like he te- he's, he tells the secret you know I thought we were gonna get right. a secret segment but then during the match I'm thinking to myself wait why if Eddie loses this match would he keep his word <laughs> well he- that gets that gets me uh sorry to my to my next thing which is my very favorite part of this entire <laughs> storyline uh, where at a SmackDown after this match, Ray's in the ring, and Eddie comes out with the bedtime book. And he goes, I know you beat me at the Great American Bash, and I said that if you beat me, I wouldn't reveal the secret. I promised to keep the secret. But guess what, Ray? I lied! Dude, <laughs> it's... I fucking... I, I want an Eddie Guerrero I lied shirt. Oh man! I know. I, I'm sure he said it more than one, more than twice. But I know of, of the two more famous I lied's, the yeah. one to uh, Paul Heyman, yeah, and this one, and they're so fucking good. They're it's, so good. And Ray's like, of course, of course it, he lied. It's, it's in the his devil. slogan. He's it's, the devil. It's in like, his walkout song. Yeah, he can't. It's in his very nature. He doesn't know? tell the truth, cheat and steal. <laughs> he can't help it. And so it's it's so I good, lie. <laughs> dude. You should cut that out as a drop for the for the podcast. I need to just have it in my pocket forever. Yeah. Just every Eddie. time we get a chance, I lie. <laughs> yeah, and he's so he delivers it so well. He's so somber beforehand, he's, and he's setting so, it up. Yeah, and then he just fucking that's a that's a five hundred foot home run. Yeah, you know, I promised well, that I'd keep the secret. I lie. It's it's like what uh, it's the same technique that Chappelle uses in his stand-up. We've talked about it before, where uh, you and I have talked about. It. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, where um, Chappelle, uh, if once I say this, people, you'll never listen to Chappelle the same. <laughs> his favorite trick uh, that he does all the time is he talks about something very serious and he and his talking gets slower and lower and slower and slower and then and then he hits you with the punchline and his punchline is animated and it hits hard and And that's exactly what eddie was doing and he speeds up the speech it'll be like exactly yeah and And i kicked her right in the pussy like that i I didn't like that joke but that that's the that's one of the times in which he used that 
Yeah. He'll lull you like way down a road and then just immediately uppercut you with the punchline. Yeah. And that's exactly what this is. Yeah. So (laughs) So Eddie reveals that he's the father of Dominic. And he's like, You adopted my son. Ha ha. (laughs) Like again, I understand for Dominic, if he didn't know, it would be devastating. But to the audience, I'm like, well, yeah, okay. That's the uh, kind of thing that happens. Ha ha, Ray, you're a good guy <laughs> taking care of somebody else's kid, and I'm an asshole who abandoned my child, who I yeah, knew was my had child. an affair with another lady and abandoned <laughs> my kid. And then he's like, uh, what you'll find in in the in this uh, briefcase or whatever is adoption papers for Dominic. Like, That's not how it works, dude. Like, it says custody papers. Oh yeah, official and like custody papers. Like a kid has a pink slip, basically, is what he's talking right. about. Like, like he could go to the he can go to the store and just be like, hey, I want him back. You know, at, at SummerSlam, yeah, as long as you have a notary. At, yeah. at at SummerSlam, we're racing for pinks. Is basically yeah. what he's saying. <laughs> so. Uh, I don't, uh, this is the part where it does get odd because you're like, well, there's no, like one, there's no court on earth. <laughs> That's like... Wait, so uh, you're telling me this gentleman won the ladder match? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they do a promo in the ring where Eddie brings the social worker and Eddie's like, okay, we're going to get my son. It's my son. Go get my son for me. <laughs> and Dominic's in the ring, and Ray's in the ring, and Eddie's in the ring, and the social worker's in the ring. And Ray cuts a really good promo where he says, you know, Eddie, you, you beat your demons, and you beat the streets, and you became WWF champion, and you could take Dominic away from me. But if you do, you'll know, he'll know that you never beat Rey Mysterio. And the only thing he'll know about Eddie Guerrero is that Eddie Guerrero is a chicken shit. And Guerrero is like, you know I'm not a chicken shit. It's immediately... Dude. Eddie's acting so good. And Eddie is like... It's like when you call Marty McFly chicken. Like, yeah. There's, it was like chicken shit is the thing you can't call Eddie Guerrero. Like, he's like, yeah. his, he was just a chicken shit. And he's like, you know, I'm not a chicken. I, yeah. I shouldn't do his accent. Yeah. But he's, I, I'm fiery. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah. you know, I'm not a chicken shit. <laughs> and the, and the, so, and he's there and Eddie or Ray keeps pushing his buttons. If you can find, there, uh, there are two videos on YouTube. I almost sent you. I almost sent them to you, but they're really long. There's like a half hour one where they just do all the promos and Eddie's in the ring and Ray keeps pushing his buttons and he keeps, Eddie keeps losing his temper and he's wearing a blazer, like for the social worker. (laughs) And every time he loses his temper, he like looks over at the social worker and he's like, (laughs) ha. And the social worker's making all these notes, you know, and I'm not actually a violent man essay. I (laughs) mean, Miss Social Worker. Yeah. Mrs. Miss Crabtree is the name of the social worker. Of course it is. It's such a social worker name. Uh, I love one of the things that the other things that I love is every time he uh, talks to Dominic, uh, he's still calling him essay and Holmes. (laughs) Yeah. Little little essay. He's like, I'm your dad, essay. (laughs) He's like, come on, Uh, Holmes. It's, so it's fucking Eddie Guerrero, man. It's like, fuck. Uh, uh, what's the guy who played Lincoln? What's his name? Oh, Daniel Day Lewis. Fuck Daniel Day Lewis, bro. Yeah. Give me Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero, man. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> the social worker is like, okay, clearly this is about something other than Dominic. 
So uh, the two of you are going to have to figure your shit out. And until you do, Dominic has to go into foster care. <laughs> and, every, and, and Ray's like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> and, He's like, I didn't have anything to do with this. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I, I love the thing that makes this so good is Eddie Guerrero's like, oh, yeah, you beat me in a wrestling match. Guess what, dude? I'm going to steal your fucking son dude <laughs> how about that yeah. shit like that's the eddie guerrero doesn't lose he's like fine pin me in a thousand matches guess what i have your son now <laughs> yeah that's that's how i win you feel real stupid about that tattoo on your bicep yeah like his, his it's so diabolical like cartoon villain plan yeah, yeah. it's it's mr burns blocks out the sun yeah, like, I, and I imagine everybody, you know, hardcore Holly, fucking Batista, fucking, uh, Charlie Haas coming up to Eddie backstage and being like, dude, it's this kid. Dog, <laughs> are, you, are you sure about this? Yeah, are you, are you okay, Eddie? <laughs> like, uh, and then they, they sh- you know. They, they should have done, they should have done the King Solomon thing where they, oh. they, o- they offer <laughs> to cut <laughs> Dominic in half. <laughs> right. And, and uh and eddie says yeah no problem i'll take that and ray's like no so they give dominic to eddie to ray Uh, so then they're cutting promos for the end and of course ray's like you know i'm gonna beat you and i'm gonna uh get my son back and and whatever and it's very earnest and then eddie hits this line that's one of my favorites where he goes at SummerSlam, i'm gonna climb this ladder for every father who loves his son yeah Dude, I lost it when I when I heard yeah. that. And then he's like, "And Dominic, after SummerSlam, you'll be coming home with Poppy." <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's it's so stupid, but it's so good. It's have, incredible have heard, how how good they sell it. The, the, there's a uh, Rory, Rory Scovel bit. Um, he's for everybody out there. Rory Scovel's a comedian. He's he's a really good improviser, but he's a stand up and. Uh, he he's doing this set and he's like pacing back and forth looking at the crowd and he goes whose dick do i have to suck to get my kid back <laughs> pauses for a second he goes i heard that once in court <laughs> and he goes i was in court once <laughs> trying to get my kid back <laughs> it's just it was off the yeah. top of his head <laughs> that's so funny uh, yeah like eddie eddie's thing about now suddenly he wants a, a heir to the Guerrero name, so he has to steal Rey Mysterio's son. <laughs> is it's so funny? And this uh, is like you said, you said it perfectly. This is just the way he's trying to win now. Like right, right. He's like lost the forest through the trees. He's like, okay, I now I'm now I'm on this path. I <laughs> I can't back down now. Uh, I got beat at WrestleMania. That's fucking embarrassing. <laughs> now I have to steal this man's son. And it's. Yeah, if if a kid beats you at basketball, you just stab the ball. Yeah, <laughs> you, no, you 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 adopt his dad. Is what you do. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> guess what? Now you're both my son. You, th- you throw his sister in a trash can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we we start. This is the last match of the series that we're reviewing. It's Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero at SummerSlam 2005 for the custody of Dominic in a ladder match. Uh, and in the most serious voice that Michael Cole can muster, he goes, for the first time in WWE history, the custody of a child will be determined in a ladder match. Yeah. <laughs> oh, only the first. So <laughs> the new, I, I thought there were no more match types. 
So uh, jokes on me, really. I could have sworn that Bruce the Barber Beefcake had a ladder match where <laughs> for the custody of Rick Martel's son. <laughs> and then Taz is like, you know, I'm not supposed to do this. I'm uh, I'm supposed to be objective in my commentating, but uh, I gotta tell you, I'm rooting for Rey Mysterio. Way to take a hard stance, Taz. <laughs> and Cole, Cole's like, me too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? The guy who has a son? That's the guy. <laughs> You're hoping wins this match. Way hey, to really draw a line in the sand. I kind of, I kind of wish there was a heel uh, <laughs> announcer for this. Like if Jerry Lawler if, being like, "Well, it is his son." Like, yeah. If Bobby Heenan works yeah. for WWE at this point, I can, I can only imagine Heenan. Like, you know how Bill Burr says that the way he writes jokes is he thinks of an issue and then he thinks, "What is the most." terrible take i can have on this that's, issue that's actually jesselnick anthony jesselnick said that oh okay yeah. like he wants to bury himself and then get <laughs> yeah. out of and then get out of it yeah like i want to dig a hole before i even start and then win the audience back it's the same thing i could imagine the mental gymnastics <laughs> that lawler or heenan would do to try to justify eddie guerrero's position in this situation well there's yeah. only one guy in this building who is the real father of dominic mysterio <laughs> yeah uh and then uh, they announce Rey Mysterio, and I have to say, he's still a little bit too happy. Like, he's still jumping out the sky a little bit, you know? Well, he jumps out the sky, but then he stands, he, like, he lands, and then he's, like, staring at the crowd for a second. Like, he's pumped up. He's pumped up, and I think he should be pumped up. He's ready to get fucking go for his boy, bro. You right, know what yeah, I, mean? I guess so, yeah. But <laughs> I like to imagine that he's like, jump out the sky. Oh, man, I could lose my son. Yeah. Oh, God man. damn it. God damn it. <laughs> Uh, uh, that Heenan could have could have pulled out the old line. Uh, Anybody can be a dad. It takes a lot to be a father, and <laughs> Ed, and Eddie Guerrero is the father. Yeah. I'd given him. I would have given him father of the year ten times if I'd have <laughs> known he had a son. Completely misunderstanding that phrase. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Michael Cole says that he's adopted two sons, and that you know you don't have to be the biological father to be a dad. I don't know if that's true. If that's true, that's cool of Michael Cole. It's gross to use it in this fake storyline. Uh, I, I like it. I don't, I don't see. I think it's similar to when we did the talent show for the bank and they wanted to harvest our sorrow for their, uh, for their enjoyment. I will not give them the satisfaction. <laughs> yeah. We just, we just made fun of each other basically. Yeah. Yeah. We did a, we did a contest and they wanted it to be like America's got talent or whatever. And people are, t if people want to tell their stories, that's fine. I've had some not cool things happen in my life. I'm not going to tell 500 so people chill. I work. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to tell 500 people I work with that I don't know my sad tales to try well, to he, win $500. He does know? have two adopted sons, but so it's real, but I do, but I don't think he's pawning off. There's not sorrow in that. That's happiness. I know. It just still feels because there is no adopted person in this match it's make-believe so hey dominic is is has been adopted by his not real father ray mysterio yeah uh so the match starts i like they basically they do a lot of their similar spots like in each one of these matches they do a monkey where ray gives a monkey flip to eddie and eddie soars through the air yeah. It takes an awesome bump each and every time. And imagining at this point, Eddie Guerrero was 
reportedly really beat up and like in pretty bad shape. Uh, oh, really? Physically, yeah. He's in a lot of pain. <clears throat> Which you have to imagine he's carrying. This match did not help that. No, and he's carrying so much more weight than he should, like, to try to be a top WWE guy. You know, like, he's in really, really good shape, but I don't think that that's... <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think that's the natural weight for his body frame, you know? No, no. I mean, uh, his, heart, of... his heart explodes, like, a year after this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Sadly. So, <laughs> I'm not, yeah. It's not a funny thing that happened, but it's like... Uh, Eddie was he, was... he was redlining his body at this point. You know, after... No, yeah. well... He redlined his body for the previous years with chemicals and stuff, but he's so big right here, and he's still wrestling. I'm sure he has an enlarged heart. Like he is just beating himself up, which is yeah. fucking tragic. Because we talk, as we talked about in this, he's one of the greatest talents ever, in my opinion. Well, and he finally put it together. Like he's he's a top tier wrestler at this point. He's one of the maybe three best wrestlers in the world at this point, and he's so good on the mic. Like he's it's so, so good. good as a character. He's like. He's he's like top five for me, dude. On yeah. the mic, he like he had finally he'd cracked it. Like as silly as Latino Heat seems, it cracked it for him. Where like he could be that character, and he believes it. And his his pacing when he speaks is so good. Like he knows when to be slow. He knows when to go fast. He knows when to be loud. He knows when to be funny. Like his smiling is perfectly timed. His character, I lie. Is, yeah, dude, it's just so <laughs> yeah. good. Like. Man, I fucking miss that guy. Uh, the the spot that you were talking about earlier, Ray hits a seated senton on Eddie while Eddie's holding the ladder, trying to get in the ring, and so Eddie can't brace at all, and he just fucking slams the back of his head on the mat. Yeah, and Ray, so with this with the senton, generally you don't hit as high up on the person as Ray has to hit on Eddie because Eddie's Eddie. All right. I think it's working. Yeah, it's working. I, I hit a button and some fucking weird shit happened. But uh, uh, Eddie's got the um, ladder across his chest, like just under his chin, basically. Yeah. And Ray's got to hit his crotch like on Eddie's forehead as he comes across. Yeah. And it's it's a sick spot. It's it's really cool looking. Yeah. Um, and like you said, Eddie can't brace at all. He just yeah, straight on his well. Back. Yeah, because normally you catch the dude with like your biceps or whatever as part to distribute the weight as you fall, you know, and he can't do that because he's holding the ladder. <laughs> so yeah. he just straight up lands on him with all the weight that Ray has. There's just some, uh, there's some filthy bumps in this match. This well, was not they, even one of the worst bumps. This is a cool spot, but this is not one of the no, worst bumps. They do. Ray does the sunset, or Eddie does a sunset flip power bomb, which is one of his classic ladder spots where he's on one side of the ladder and Ray's on the other, and he flips over Ray and grabs him into a power bomb. And Ray, or he miss, he he loses Ray on the way down, but it still looked sick. Like, yeah, I, and we've talked about it before, like especially matches like this, like. It's okay to have some botches because it would be like people would botch some shit like this if this is how people fought. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like Eddie tries something spectacular. He tries to flip over and he and he doesn't keep Ray's basically he doesn't hook Ray's thighs on the way down. So Eddie just lands and Ray still falls because he breaks because he uh, takes Ray off balance and they both hit the ground. They're both hurt. Like. Yeah. I thought it was, even though it was technically a botch, it was a good spot. Like it's a memorable, it's a definitely a memorable spot in this yeah. in this match. And it looked like it hurt Eddie like shit because it looked like <laughs> Eddie hit the back of his head on the ladder. You know, 
Yeah, and I guess this is Ray's first ladder match, according to WWE, oh, which wow. is sort of su- was surprising. But uh, Eddie's done a few of these. He did he had a really good ladder match against uh, Rob Van Dam on Monday Night Raw for the IC title once. That was a lot of fun. Oh, that'd be fun uh, to watch. Yeah, where they recycle some of these spots, but uh, Eddie's also he's just killing Ray. Like he he does a uh, he sandwiches Ray between two ladders. And then goes outside and does the senton over from the outside in, which always looks so good when a Guerrero does it. Like it's so seamless the way that yeah, he he's he was ropes. he's really good at uh, getting he gets over he gets full extension and then tucks late. Yeah, um, a, a lot of guys do that. Eddie did it really well, and it looks really cool. Yeah. Uh, the the ugly spot of this match is they Eddie's trying to climb the ladder to get the custody papers and Ray sets up a ladder on the, the other custody ladder. Papers. Remember, it's, just, it's still just about a child. Yeah. All, and ultimately <laughs> it's about the fate of a child, Andrew. <laughs> it's all fun and games, ladder match, fucking cool spots. Ray Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero. There's a child's life on the line. Let's not lose sight of Dominic yeah. here. Uh, so, <laughs> Eddie's climbing. Anyway, that was a senton. It was pretty cool. Anyway, Eddie's climbing the ladder to get the custody papers. Yeah. So uh, I love wrestling. Ray sets up a uh, a ladder like uh, sort of bridge, sort of caddy like caddy corner to the other one, so he can climb. And he climbs up that ladder, and then him and him and Eddie are fighting on the top of it, and he essentially backdrops Eddie off of the ladder they're standing on onto the ladder that Ray had climbed up on and it just wipes out both ladders and Ray takes a terrible bump in between the ladder where his legs and his head both get smacked by the legs of the the ladder that he falls onto. Uh, Ray Ray's fall was fucking unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. uh, I watched I was going to send it to you but there's not really any information in it. They had Ray and Dominic watch this match back. Uh, but they it was like a truncated version of it, and they were eating Wingstop. It was like a Wingstop uh, promoted so, thing. Yeah, super. <laughs> in the, I'm in the radio business. You got to figure out how to monetize some of this cool shit you want to do. Yeah. So they're like showing the spots and stuff, and Ray's like, "Yeah, that was a cool spot. Hey, where's the where's the barbecue boneless chicken at?" <laughs> so, but Ray said that's uh, that bump hurt like hell, and he's like, "You know, sometimes uh, you look back and you're like, oh, so that's why my knee hurts now." <laughs> like, that's what he said. Yeah, because. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, you watch and, and when Ray uh, later on, <clears throat> right? At, like, I think it was pretty soon after this. Six one nine's Eddie into a ladder. Like yeah, six one but, nine's a ladder into Eddie. That's yeah. just clanging his shins against the ladder. <laughs> well, he said he's like, I, I tried to hit it as soft as possible, but like, it's a pay per view. You want it to look good. You don't want it to look <laughs> like shit. So he's like, I remember I just banged the shit out of my shins into that thing. Uh, it definitely hurt rave worse than it hurt eddie yeah the commentators are really going to town here uh they're talking about eddie uh and dominic and michael cole goes well if he cared about his son at all he wouldn't have given him up for adoption eight years ago (laughs) uh, (laughs) calm down michael cole there are lots of reasons why things happen you know let's not judge across the board I am very much willing to judge the character Eddie Guerrero in this. this. Right. I'm just Uh, saying. It's like you're you're being a little hard on Michael Cole. (laughs) I'm just saying. There are a lot of circumstances 
where people make decisions. You know? There are, but with this particular scenario, <laughs> yeah, uh, Eddie was very able-bodied eight years before this. Look, he's not making that WWE money eight years ago. <laughs> hey, he was making WCW money though. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so one of my favorite spots is uh, Ray's beat, and Eddie has the the ladder on top of Ray. And he's climbing because again, it's not about Dominic. It's about humiliating Ray Mysterio. So he's got Ray pinned under the ladder so he can watch Eddie climb the ladder and get the custody papers. He's essentially got the legs of the ladder under both of Ray's armpits. So the top part of Ray is completely pinned under the ladder. Yeah. And Dominic hops the ring or hops the, the, um, the barricade it gets in the ring and tries to shake the ladder, but he's too but he's too small. Uh, well, a couple things. First of all, Dominic Dominic shakes the ladder at a different time. Ray's oh, not okay. Ray's not pinned when Dominic. It's earlier, but oh, it's not because right. he's too small. It's because he's stupid. So Dominic, <laughs> stupid ass, simple ass Dominic, uh-huh. walks up to the ladder and he's facing the ladder as if he's going to climb the ladder, right? That's right, because Eddie's on the same side that he's trying to shake. Yeah, and he's yeah. very gingerly and not very uh, – he he's not putting a lot of effort forward. Uh, yeah. Shakes the ladder forwards and backwards. So, like, he is using the ladder's uh, stable base <laughs> instead of, hey, dude, just go sideways. Yeah. If you go just a little bit sideways, t- tipperoo, bro. Right. Uh, so, Eddie – turns around and he sees it and he and he does the 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 the, the Kimbe Matumbo finger at, at Dominic <laughs> no 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 let's say no no, 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 no. <laughs> and he climbs down and he starts yelling at uh at Dominic and he's like what are you shaking the ladder like that for yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> don't you know that that could, don't you know I could have fallen and he goes uh I'm gonna be your new daddy essay <laughs> <laughs> Right as uh, right as he goes to slap Dominic, Ray intervenes. Yeah, he says, uh, I'm going to show you what it's like to be a real Guerrero. And he oh, reaches right. back to slap Dominic in the face. <laughs> uh, and this is where Ray makes his comeback. And Ray hits uh, a twisting powerbomb off the ladder to Eddie that also looked uh, fantastic. Yeah, it was good. And he pulled it off. And then he gets on top of the uh, the ladder but he can't get the the briefcase down, so he's hanging from the cables, and Eddie posts up under him, and Ray falls from where the, the where the briefcase is being held into Guerrero's arms into a powerbomb, which is like the amount of uh, timing that that takes is crazy, and it looked sick. Yeah, that was one of my favorite spots of of this entire feud. Like Ray, it it all it unfortunately it relies a little bit on the fumbling with the uh with the yeah. briefcase at the top. Like nobody in the WWE knows how to use a carabiner. Like none of yeah. them. They're like, what the fuck is this contraption? Every time they get up there, right? Yeah. But it 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 this it wasn't as bad as uh, Eddie later <laughs> at one point. But well, there is a there's a reason for that uh, later. I'll tell you. Okay, so so uh, Ray Ray's hanging from it. It's so he it is smooth. Like yeah. he falls right onto Eddie's shoulders, and Eddie doesn't wait at all. Boom, boom, straight to the ground. Perfect power bomb. It was awesome. Yeah. 
And this is where he traps Ray under the ladder and starts to climb. Oh, okay. okay uh, yeah, yeah. And then this is where he's also fumbling with the ladder or with the the carabiner because uh, Ray has to start wiggling the the ladder out from under Eddie. So Eddie hangs from the cables. Yeah. <laughs> and then Ray grabs his leg and pulls him off, and Eddie fucking lands with one leg before the other, and you could tell he, like, jammed his knee up or did something. This is where Vicky was supposed to come out and push the ladder over. That This was the spot. Oh, really? She, they didn't, either she missed her cue or she they didn't give it to her. She was she talking was, to Big Boss was, Man. That was exactly, that's what I was going to say. Yep. She was backstage talking to Big Boss Man. <laughs> uh, because they edited it on the network, but I bought this pay-per-view, and I remember, uh, you can find it on YouTube, when Eddie gets pulled down and he's really mad, you can hear, you could see him still on the network now yelling. He goes, where the fuck is Vicky? Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's slamming the mat, and he's like, where the fuck was Vicky at? <clears throat> And you can you can see the referee talking to him, and so the reason why he had to fumble with talking it, to Ray Trailer, yeah, like that's why he was fumbling with it so much because he's trying to buy time for Vicky to show up, and then I think they had to improvise that. I figured I knew it, it. I knew he was gonna. He was buying time. I figured he was buying time for Ray to try to get that get out from under that thing because yeah. Ray really struggled, and I don't blame him. Like. That was probably a pain in the ass. Ladders want to stand up. <laughs> right. And they're heavy. And right, you know, he's wrestled a 15-minute match at this point. Yeah. Know? Dude, he so. had to go hard to get that thing to topple over. Like, it almost feels like Eddie should have just, like, figured out a way to lose his balance or something. But, yeah. like, uh, who am I to question Eddie Guerrero? You know what I mean? Uh, so then Eddie is mad, and he just fucking scoops Ray up and hits him with the three amigos. Uh, one of them onto the ladder, which seemed like it was not uh, Mysterio's favorite part of this match. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and then Eddie goes to climb it again, but now Vicky runs out, and she pushes over the ladder, and Eddie, I think, is supposed to hit the top rope, and he fucking, it's a rough night for Guerrero. He misses the rope and just crumbles to the mat. Well, he hits, like, the bottom rope. Right. But which, that's not, not the one you want to hit. Not how he planned it. It was a <laughs> no. filthy bump. It's a cool looking bump, like a scary kind of cool looking bump, but yeah. uh, woof. Uh, and so then Ray climbs the ladder and Vicky pulls Eddie away at the last minute and Ray wins. And then Ray doesn't try to get back to the ladder. He just falls off the uh, the cables that are holding it and, pro and looks like he twisted his knee up. And on the wing stop thing I watched, Ray goes, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's like, that was very stupid of me. Uh, <laughs> and then Dominic comes in and Angie, his uh, mysterious wife comes in and they all celebrate about while Eddie's fucking losing it in the ring. Uh, and then as the ultimate insult, Ray runs back into the ring and hits Eddie in the head with the briefcase. Of course <laughs> because, he does. Because the heels, he, the heels face has to end up in the doo-doo. You know? Yeah. Splat. Yeah. Uh, that's the end of the feud. Uh, essentially, uh, they had a steel cage match on the September 6th, 2005 SmackDown that Eddie wins. And that's the end of the feud. But now nothing's on the line. So Eddie finally beats Ray, but it doesn't matter to anything. Uh, that's it's, weird. 
Uh, they were moving Eddie into a main event thing with Batista. So they wanted to get him a little bit of heat back. Yeah. Um, also, the main thing for this story is that Eddie has never beaten Rey Mysterio, uh, and that is blatantly untrue. <laughs> I didn't even think untrue. about that. It's probably completely false. They've been um, around for each other a lot. In matches that, discounting Battle Royals, I took Battle Royals out. Okay. Uh, the record is Mysterio is 19, 12, and 2 against Guerrero. So Guerrero's beaten him 12 times. God damn, they've, they've, they have like 33 matches against each other? Yeah. Uh, well, because even the the Halloween Havoc match that they had in 97, the really, really good one, the match. Oh, yeah. Final match. Ray wins that, but he loses the belt back to Eddie like a month later. Oh, okay. Uh, so then that I was like, so good. I was like, okay, what if it's just, what if they're just talking about WWF? And it's like they've had they've been had a bunch of tag matches where they wrestled each other, and uh, wins and losses. And I was like, okay, maybe, just maybe, they are talking about singles matches in the WWE. Let me see, mm-hmm. if that's even correct. No, wrong, <laughs> wrong. Uh, Eddie beat Ray on the uh, November twelfth, two thousand two edition of SmackDown. And uh, on the March 16th, 2004 edition of SmackDown, when Eddie was the world champion. So. Oh, shit. <laughs> if, of course, they didn't have cage match uh, back then to check the records of everything. <laughs> but uh, overall, this is a truly amazing uh, feud from start to finish. It gets Eddie to like a completely different main event heel level. Uh, and I would have loved to see what he could have done with that. Um, but Eddie dies in October of 2005. So oh, shit, he died the same year. Yeah. It's a like, few months later. Yeah. Holy shit. That's fucking and, terrible. Uh, he was suppo- on the date of his death, a triple threat match between himself, Batista, and Randy Orton was supposed to take place. Uh, to air on the following SmackDown for the world title in which Guerrero had been booked to win the title so Batista could take time off. Uh, that was later, det- uh, according to Wikipedia, that was later denied by Batista in his book. Um, so, like, people, it, it seemed like maybe people said that just to kind of sweeten the story or to pad maybe, the story. I remember hearing it from Stephanie McMahon. So, I don't know if Stephanie, Ooh. I mean, I would imagine Stephanie McMahon knows more than Batista knows, mm-hmm. but. Uh, well, if Batista was in the match, though, so it depends. Right. Or if they had decided to change it and nobody had known yet, you know. Yeah. Who knows? But oh, he was in true. He was in a main event with Batista, main event program at that point, where he was trying to be Batista's friend, and they're sort of playing the same thing, where Eddie's, like, being sweet to him, but then sort of being a heel, and back and forth. Like, he's... It was such a good run for him. And, of that's, course... That's, that's the best... Eddie Guerrero is a super good guy who's going to be a good friend and take care of you and all that, but sometimes there's a knife held behind his back. Yeah, like, you know the other foot's going to drop eventually. Very it's, little is unconditional with Eddie Guerrero. Right. It's Shawn Michaels and tag team partners. Eventually, you're getting super kicked by Shawn Michaels. It's the Bellas in a, in a battle royal. Right. <laughs> uh, and so then Ray, of course, after Eddie passes away, uh, Ray ends up winning the Royal Rumble that next year and gets his main event at WrestleMania where he wins the world title. Um, not in tribute to Eddie Guerrero, but certainly 
uh, they capitalized on the fact that Eddie died and that Ray and him were so close. And Ray's run as the champion isn't super great, but the lead up to it is that Royal Rumble's really good, and the there's the main the match that he wins the belt at is a triple threat with him and Orton and uh, Kurt Angle, where it's like one of the best ten minute matches ever. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, so that's where we kind of end things with the feud. But I going back through it and just watching everything condensed like that it's amazing that they were able to get from wrestlemania to SummerSlam with this and have four different matches that all had a different feeling to them Mm -hmm. and different stakes and different intensity and really as silly as the uh custody thing is it you know they really did ratchet ratchet up the stakes as high as you could get them yeah i mean honestly i only grew more fond of this uh, of this <laughs> angle through watching this like it's easy to shit on obviously yeah. they wrestled for the custody of an eight-year-old boy uh right. but the story was told so well by both performers it it was just like this is right out by the way the the main event of this is right out of the iwf oh yeah it's a, i'm <laughs> I was telling somebody the other day, uh, it somehow came up, somebody unprovoked was like, oh, my brother-in-law likes wrestling. And I was like, oh, I love wrestling. And they they were like, oh, yeah, it can be fun sometimes. And I was like, I think wrestling, if you have it in the right, if you watch it in the right frame of mind, wrestling can be the most fun thing to watch in the world. And this, like, this is an example of that. If you watch this like you would watch any other a trashy television show it's fantastic like you have great characters you have great stakes it's silly but if you take it seriously it's fun you know like i don't think it's any it's not any less believable than jurassic park you know <laughs> if you if you watch it for the science jurassic park's going to be a bummer but if you just watch it for the jeff goldblum of it all you're gonna have a great time yeah and that's the thing Jurassic Park does not work if they don't have Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum, all these great performers right uh who make that movie. I mean it probably uh, the, the 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 dinosaurs are badass no matter what. So but yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's it's yeah. a whole different movie. Eddie and Ray, man, like this it's high drama. It's uh Eddie that promo that Eddie does holding the mask is just some of the as good as almost as good as it gets in terms of wrestling promos. Um, there's psychology in it. There's good psychology in it. There's good evolving psychology through the actual wrestling, which is really good. Um, like little minutia in 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 the sense of things that they changed in the way that they were wrestling to um, to inform people's opinions about their characters. Yeah. There's there's humor there's uh anger there's like the 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 michael cole is disgusted by eddie guerrero and yeah. so is taz you know well and, and eddie like, has heat he has real heat yeah, the off, crowd of, was mad at him. off of what is a objectively stupid story like yeah <laughs> how dare you try to take this child away from his dad and it's well, people <laughs> hate eddie guerrero because he's you you can understand like again 
ultimately it's silly if you think of it as the battle for the custody of Dominic. But if you think of it as a man who is so desperate to beat a guy that was his friend that he's willing to take everything away from him and really debase himself. Like Eddie becomes a completely different person obsessed with this idea of beating Rey Mysterio. And if I can't beat him in the ring, then I'll beat him in life that like you hate that person. You can tell that's what makes him evil. It's he doesn't have, it's a cartoonish goal, but the intentions you can tell, like you could, you could find vileness in the intention. Exactly. It's it's a story about selfishness and desperation. Yeah. And it's 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 like like we talk about like uh, like I and and it doesn't really get comp- fully unbelievable until <laughs> they have a wrestling match for the custody of a child, right? right? Uh, but uh, even that is like he is it's like I said it's the King Solomon story kind of. Like Eddie doesn't really want this kid. Like he just wants Ray to hurt and right. he wants to get one over on Ray, and he wants to be the one that uh, that uh, like, oh man, I, I oh, damn near just said a Stranger Things spoiler. Uh, that would have been a bad. There, there is a parallel to something that happens this series that is that is uh, kind of this season that is kind of similar. Watch it, by the way, if you're out there. It's fucking awesome. But um, yeah, it's this idea that like. If I can't beat you fair and square, at least I can make you miserable. And if I make you miserable, I kind of win because I am controlling your life. Well, like you said, I think it's perfect. You said he wants Ray to hurt. Like, what's the thing I can do to him? Clearly, beating him in a wrestling match is not going to be enough because I I beat him up and he came back. And I could beat him in a match, but he's still going to be here. And it'll just be, you know, okay, he beat me. I beat him. We kind of are in this circle forever. But if I like hurt his family. If I'm the guy, if I'm the wound, like, how do you fix that? There's no wrestling. <laughs> there's no wrestling match that, that fixes. I, I took your son away or whatever, you know? Yeah. He's like, causing me pain because I can't beat him. I'm going to cause him the ultimate pain because yeah. then I win in that scenario. I get, I get one over on him. So like, it's like, we're acting like this isn't like some like Shakespearean deep thing, but it's, a, it's good storytelling albeit ridiculous storytelling, but it's right. also made much better by the two awesome performers. Yeah. Oh yeah. If it were like, you know, uh, Heidenreich and, uh, the like Kevin Thorne, I wouldn't care about this. If it's like, for it would... Sean Stasiak. <laughs> yeah. If it were, if it were Mike Knox versus Kevin Thorne for the custody of fucking a kid, S- Steve Blackman and fucking, uh, uh, mortis <laughs> yeah like it wouldn't matter you know but uh also the fact that they came up with the story themselves this is an eddie and ray like, <laughs> idea. Did. yeah did. <laughs> and it's i imagine it's more eddie than ray because eddie's probably like what's like a dickhead thing that i can do <laughs> yeah. like, uh and he had also done this uh, not the exact same but in wcw uh with chavo when chavo had first come to wcw he would bully chavo and uh, he beat Chavo in a match where now Chavo had to be sort of his butler and had to wear a shirt that said, Eddie Guerrero was my favorite wrestler on it. <laughs> <laughs> and would just, uh, and Eddie's great at doing that. It's the same thing with the Los Gringos Locos where he like unmasked and was like, oh yeah, 
you know, my dad's a legend, but I'm from Texas and I'm better than all of you that are in Mexico. And I'm going to, and I'm going to team up with this white dude and we're going to beat all of your heroes. Like Eddie's great at being that guy. And why not give him the ultimate platform to be that guy? You know, I need to get the Eddie Guerrero is my favorite wrestler shirt. I think you have it, right? Yeah. I have one. (laughs) Eddie Guerrero might be my favorite wrestler. Like, it's like, a him, him or Bret Hart. Him or, or Bret Hart at this point, but like, I don't know, man. Eddie was so fucking good. Like, yeah, Bret, Bret might have had. I might pre- prefer s- some of Bret's matches just because I think Bret is like my goat in ring, you know. Yeah. But it's it's close. Yeah, Eddie's not far. And I Eddie mean, was so much better on the mic that like, fucking yeah. Christ. Bret Hart never had to wrestle for the custody of a child, you know? God damn it, that is true. Yeah. I lied! (laughs) Bret Hart never lied, you know what I mean? No. Uh, So this, in totality, none of the matches ever reach uh, four stars or five stars. Um, But in totality, it's a five-star storyline. Oh, yeah. 100%. This is a short list, fucking first ballot Hall of Fame storyline. Uh, and if you want to throw in the Halloween Havoc mask versus title match uh, on top of this, we did a review of that in our Halloween Havoc 97 uh, deep dive. But just any Ray versus Eddie you can get your hands on, it's magic. And whenever you can amplify those stakes, it's so much better. And the guys are better performers in 2005 than they even were in 1997. Like Eddie's way more dialed in on the mic and is way more confident. And Ray has found a voice and like is even more beloved by the crowd because WWF knows how to market Ray Mysterio as a superhero. Essentially, uh, it just yeah. everything came together. It's fantastic. Yeah, I remember before Ray, because obviously I didn't know about Ray before he debuted in yeah. WWE, and it was almost like the Y two two J thing where they were like, "Somebody's coming," right. Um, and they started showing like little promo packages. I was like, what the, f- who is this guy? Like, <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, he was my favorite. He's like, oh, and uh, the, the entrance where he literally <laughs> jumps out jumps the sky. Out fucking sky. <laughs> yeah. And on the very first SmackDown, they have him on, he beats Chavo. And then at the end of that show, there's a steel cage match and Ray comes out to help save the baby faces. And he does a a dive off the top of the cage onto the heels and people are like, Oh my God. (laughs) Ray Mysterio. Um, all right, man. It's a good pop culture week too. I guarantee you. Is it? My weekend was, I saw, I watched SummerSlam on Sunday and I went and saw this movie on Friday. Why are they always trying to make me fucking goat, man? (laughs) (laughs) This is the weekend. Really? Yes, the 40-year-old virgin is released on August 19th, 2005, and it's number one, goddammit. <laughs> Seeing all these big words. Since I don't understand them, but I'm going to take them as disrespect. Watch your mouth. <laughs> Help me with the sale. Because I'm insecure. Yeah, fucking dude, that movie's so good. It's, it's so good. Uh, I want some French toast. <laughs> uh, so... 40-year-old virgin, obviously. Uh, we stand a legend yeah. <laughs> for this movie. Yeah, uh, pour a little out for your homie, the 40-year-old virgin. It was number one for two weeks. It made $21 million this weekend. It was number one. Uh, it costs 
26 million to make. Big time hit. Uh made less than 200 million, but you want to take a guess? 181. Oh, you're so close. 177.4. Damn, I was up by 4 million. That's not bad. That's not That's bad. That's pretty good. Uh so so for this weekend, I'm going to say Oh, I'm going to say you saw four of these movies. Okay. Because uh, we did the 2005 year in review uh, for our ECW show. Because this is also, I don't know if you remember, Eddie was really upset that he lost his match at One Night Stand. To yeah, Crispin he was not, not jazzed about that. That's in the middle of this feud. So now, having watched the the whole feud, I could see his point <laughs> where they're taking juice away from him. And he's yeah. like, I'm steady losing to Ray. I'm going to lose to fucking Benoit, too. Yeah. Uh, as I'm trying to get this new evil character over, I've got to do a one-night <laughs> yeah. show where I can't cut any promos. There's nothing, you know. Uh, so number two this week is a movie called Red Eye with Rachel McAdams and Cillian Murphy. It's a horror movie on a plane. I like both of them, um, but no. Yeah. Uh, number three is Four Brothers. With Mark Wahlberg, you seen fucking Four Brothers? Somebody fucking killed my mother. <laughs> Andre Two Thousand is my brother. I don't know how that works, but <laughs> uh, no, I, I've not seen that movie. They're adopted. The Four Brothers are adopted. I figured probably. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, look at this. Number one is the forty-year-old <laughs> virgin. Number four is about a pair of motorboat and sons of bitches, man. Oh man, yeah. that was a fucking week, huh? Wedding Crashers. <laughs> Wedding Crashers is number four. It had been out for uh, a few weeks, so but that's a good summer. Uh, number five is The Skeleton Key, horror movie with Kate Hudson. Uh, imagine you have not seen no, that. No, no, no. God, no, I didn't see that. Uh, March of the Penguins, we already covered. You don't care about those penguins. I thought it was, what was the other one? Oh, wait, no. You thought Happy Feet was March of the Penguins. Oh, yeah. This, yeah. this is the it one. It is March of the Penguins. Uh, yeah. No, I still haven't seen that. Okay. <laughs> I know uh, of it, at least. Number seven is a Jessica Simpson fueled watch because the Dukes of Hazard oh, exists, man. and I know you've seen that. That is the hottest woman maybe to ever <laughs> exist in that specifically Dukes of Hazard, Jessica Simpson. Yeah. Uh, number eight is a movie called Valiant, which is a cartoon about uh, carrier pigeons in World War II. A comedy about World War Two pigeons. <laughs> Who the fuck pitched that? No, I have not seen that. Uh, number nine, uh, remake of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with Johnny Depp. We've talked about that. I know you've seen that. I have. That is a bad movie. It's Do not, not enjoy movie. it. Not a good movie at all. Uh, and number 10 is a movie called Sky High, which I did enjoy with Kurt Russell uh, and some other people. It's about teenagers who have superpowers that go to a high school i do <laughs> i do not think i've seen that okay uh <laughs> i'm just looking at the haircuts in this movie <laughs> it's very 2005 very drake and josh haircuts a lot of yeah. these kids have they have the disney haircut so i nailed it four for four those were the really exact, those were the exact movies i knew you'd seen that's a pro that's i guess I was 15, so I guess it's not surprising I didn't see Sky High. But right. um, well, you also, I mean, horror movies aren't really your thing because I saw I saw a bunch of these, especially then. The right. 
Alright, now I guess I've seen I saw Hereditary. That's like the only new ish horror movie I've ever seen. That movie is fucking freaky, bro. Have you seen Hereditary? I went and saw it in the theater, not knowing what it was about. I just it had a like a ninety six on Rotten Tomatoes and I was looking for something to do and I was like, Yeah, alright, I'll go see this movie. And I thought like, oh, family drama about loss or whatever. Oh really? Family you thought you were watching a family drama. <laughs> yeah. Um and whenever, uh, okay, who? Spoiler who for Hereditary. <laughs> yeah, uh, when that little girl's head hits that post, and they don't, sh- <laughs> they don't show it. Yeah, I forgot about that. I was like, "There's no way this movie's gonna fucking decapitate a a little kid." No, nope. they, <laughs> they done they did sm- it. They smoked that little ugly bitch, didn't they? <laughs> uh, and like the, it's really. I apologize for calling her that. <laughs> <laughs> it's really like rather effective, like the way that they just show the 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 brother like driving home, and he parks in the driveway, and he just goes up to his room and just goes to bed and leaves his sister's corpse in the back of the car. I was like, "This, what the fuck is this movie, dude?" Yeah. And then the whole third act just becomes uh, Rosemary's Baby or some fucking Hail Satan movie. <laughs> I was unaware that this is what I was getting into. All these like naked cult members, and this woman yeah. cuts her own head off with piano wire, and like, yeah. Oh, Whenever man. when they throw the book into the fire and the and the dad <laughs> sets on fire, I was like, "Oh, we're getting into like a whole other thing that's happening in this movie." Huh? The the mom is like crawling on the ceiling and she starts yeah. banging her head on the fucking opening it was, of the attic. It was really like, I, I you know I don't want to sound uh, hyperbolic, but like it was unsettling. Like there's no. a point in that movie where I was like, "Dude, I I don't want to watch this anymore." I was the same way. Like, it, it was like The Haunting at Hill House. I thought The Haunting at Hill House was better than Hereditary. Uh, even though I don't think Hereditary is a bad movie. Um, I think it's an excellent movie. I it's think an it's effective, weird. it's a very effective movie, right? Yeah. But, like, it's one of those movies, it's like Hill House in that I felt weird for, like, three days after watching uh, that movie. Yeah, I left the theater and I, I went with my buddy and I was like, I don't know, like, what the fuck is going yeah. on? You want to go get ice cream? Like, what do you do after watching Hereditary? I yeah, almost had I, a panic attack after watching that movie. I thought it was unrelated. I'm thinking about that now. Like, oh, shit, that was probably because I watched that movie. I That's sort of how I felt about Pan's Labyrinth. Have you seen Pan's Labyrinth? No. Not it's uh, not the exact same, but I remember leaving Pan's Labyrinth being like, that's either the best movie I've ever watched or it's the worst movie I've ever seen. And I don't know which one it is, but it can only be one of the one of those two things. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no middle area. With... Yeah. Um, and I I only watched Hereditary one other time, and it was with my uh my friend who also loves horror movies, and I was like, you have to watch this movie, and I will watch it with you. But that's it, and I've never went back. Like I like Hereditary. I think it's a great movie. I'll never watch it again. I have yeah, no interest. I, I don't in think I don't think I'll watch it again either. To that I universe. Uh, but that guy makes freaky movies. You should watch Midsommar, which is his uh, the movie that he made after. And the, you know what's funny thing about that is, um, I <laughs> this is just a flaw in me. Midsommar and Downton Abbey. <laughs> I will not watch either of those things. Uh-huh. Because I want it to be midsummer yeah. in downtown Abbey. <laughs> yeah. 
it's uh, like they're almost words and for some right. reason i know this is just me not understanding that the, there are different words in the world right uh it drives me nuts <laughs> well the thing the is the logical thing in the world but it drives so me nuts ari ari asher i think it's the name of the guy who makes uh who made hereditary and midsommar like I will never rewatch that dude's movies. I watched it one. I watched Hereditary twice. I watched Midsommar once. I think they're great. I think he's a talented director. I'll watch the next thing he makes, but I'll probably watch it once, and that's it. Because I don't want to go back to his movies because they <laughs> they put me in a universe that is weird, and I don't want to be in it. So, uh, he made a upcoming American comedy horror film. Uh, he wrote, directed, and produced it. It stars Joaquin Phoenix, Nathan Lane, Patty Dupont, uh, and some Parker Posey's in it. There's some fucking okay. uh, Zoe Lister Jones and Richard Kind. Richard Kind? Yeah. God damn. I, I bet it'll be good. I'll it's called, watch it. It's called Disappointment Boulevard. Um, yeah. I'll watch, watch it. it and let me know how it went yeah. and then maybe I'll watch it. Uh, it'll it's different than Jordan Peele. I love Jordan Peele's movies. They're weird, but I will rewatch them because I like them. I think they're well made. Like get out is really, really good. And us was also really fun. I don't uh, think, I think I'd rewatch <laughs> get out before I rewatched us, but I liked them both. I liked them. Both, yeah. For sure. uh, so uh, weirdly enough, uh, my friend and his wife, went to see the band Tiger Army the same night that I went to see Hereditary and the band that opened for Tiger Army was, uh, they were called a satanic doo-wop band and my buddy didn't know that that's who was opening for them and so inadvertently me and my friend both went to satanic ritual movies <laughs> or satanic ritual events can you Not get the name of that satanic doo-wop band? I want to hear what that's about. Yeah, yeah, I can do that for you. I'll send it to you. Okay, thank you. Uh, so tenacious, the, the Tenacious Glee. <laughs> <laughs> so the number one album this week is Faith Hill, Fireflies, which I have no uh, hot takes about. Uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, it went double platinum and sold. Uh, Faith Hill sold 40 million albums worldwide. Was she married to Lance Armstrong? Is that who Lance Armstrong married? I do not know. That might have been Cheryl Crow. Hold on. Uh, I think it's Cheryl Crow. Uh, the most famous Faith Hill song. Do you got it? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> it's centrical motion. It's perpetual Shit. bliss. <laughs> do you know that song? That's Chris a song? Kiss by Faith Hill. What's it called? This Kiss. Oh, this kiss, this <laughs> kiss. I didn't even yeah. know that was Faith Hill. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's her jam. <laughs> Man, that's a white song, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Um, it is her one week at number one is sandwiched between Chapter 5 by Stained, which came out the week after, uh, and the week before... Now music nineteen, <laughs> we were still doing it. God damn it, we loved Nows, didn't we? It was Cheryl Crow, by the way. That was a, a, okay. Lance Armstrong. Um, late registration drops uh, later this year in September. I miss the old Kanye, except for his shoes. Yeah. Got some new ones. Ha! <laughs> also, the People's Chant by Paul Wall comes out. 
in October of this year. Uh, and nope. then the all wall was dope. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then ten thousand fists by Disturbed, dude. Hell yeah. God damn it, fucking Disturbed. Uh, got, a, got a really heated Twitter argument with the singer for Disturbed once. Until he blocked you, right? He blocked my ass. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and our number one single this week is Mariah Carey's "We Belong Together," which I don't know, uh, which is fine. Yeah, well, but it good. was the single of the year. It was fourteen weeks at number one. Fucking Christ! Yeah. I think it was. I think that was mentioned during the ECW one too. Yeah, because fourteen weeks is a long time yeah. on the chart. So uh, that does it for this week. I told Andrew that I wanted to give. What I thought the next thing is that we should do, I wanted to reveal it on the podcast. Um, it occurred to me that we are missing a prime uh, important thing that happened with wrestling in the 80s and 90s in the WWF, which is it's a video store kid. Um, WWF, the VHSs came out on what was called Coliseum Home Video. But as you'll remember there were only four to five pay-per-views a year at that point. So they are, they can't just release four video cassettes every year. So they would release Coliseum home videos of, uh, with like weird names or funny names. That was just a collection of house show matches or like, uh, like matches that no one saw on TV. They would put them on these VHSs for you to rent, uh, in the, in the meantime, and they have a bunch of them on the WWF network. And then they'd do segments with different wrestlers or things where like one of them is Kamala goes bowling. So they have like whatever, uh, where they take a load. Oh, you're on mute. I think we talked about these, uh, during the Heenan episode. Yeah. I think we mentioned, cause I think there was like a bit or two on a Heenan thing. Uh, okay. So, I have selected five of these that are on the network. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you a brief overview of these and you tell me which one you want to do. <laughs> so, because <laughs> as a kid who rented D, uh, WWF tapes from the video store, this was the only way to see marquee uh, main event guys versus main event guys on in matches because they were house show matches. So that's how they got people to go to the house shows was that's where you actually got to see the marquee wrestlers wrestle each other. I'm imagining there are hella disqualifications on these. Oh yeah. Uh, and I don't know that any of the wrestling is any good, but it is an important part of wrestling lore to, uh, to know that this is the kind of stuff that I watched that kept my fandom alive. Keep that in mind when we watch these. Yes. So, I'm very interested. Uh, so WrestleFest 1992 uh, is described, uh, it's an hour and 51 minutes, and it's while Mean Gene Okerlund and Bobby the Brain Heenan play tennis, the WWF universe is treated to a lineup of matches. Bret Hart defends the Intercontinental title against the Barbarian, and there's a huge eight-man tag match. That's it. That's Everything only... sounded awesome until <laughs> a huge eight-man tag match. It's probably 46 yeah. minutes long. Yeah. All right. uh, Super Tape Volume 2 from 1990 <laughs> is two hours and nine minutes long. Okay, and it's host Sean <laughs> Mooney takes the WWF universe on a trip through some unforgettable matches, including Hacksaw Jim Duggan versus Macho King Randy Savage, Bret Hart versus Rick Martel, 
Rowdy Rowdy Piper versus Ravishing Rick Rude in a steel cage. It's a lot of R's. Rowdy Rowdy, Ravishing Rick Rude. Um, Okay, okay. Uh, Number three from 1993 is Invasion of the Body Slammers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This one's an hour and 57 minutes and has uh, Lord Alfred Hayes unearths some exciting matches and rarely seen battles between many of the top superstars in WWE history, including Mr. Perfect and Ric Flair facing off in singles action. Bam Bam Bigelow goes one-on-one with Typhoon. (laughs) (laughs) That's how they're selling you on it. That caused the Northridge earthquake. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Number four, Bashed in the USA. Uh, and fucking Christ <laughs> from 1993 hour and 57 minutes Mr. Perfect searches for the perfect stamp exciting matches filmed exclusively for the WWE Universe which include Virgil challenging Shawn Michaels for the Intercontinental Championship and a 40 man battle royal <laughs> fucking that would be sick to see a 40 man battle royal at a house show by the way uh, it actually looks like... I don't know it might, it might stink <laughs> The, the picture has uh, Million Dollar Man, IRS, The Nasty Boys. I can see natural disasters in the ring. There's a lot and, of guys. And the Nasty Boys uh-huh. are Rocco Rock and Johnny Grunge. Ooh. Is it really? Fuck, man. God damn yeah. it. <laughs> Got it backwards, my man. Every, every fucking time. No, man. you had it for a while. It's been a little bit, but I, yeah. I think I think if I would have thought about it a little bit more. But I'm trying so, to remember. Who are the Nasty Boys? The Nasty Boys are, oh, Jerry Sags. Yep. And, uh, fuck, Jerry Sags. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, Brian Nobbs. There he is. Look we saw, you. we saw, uh. Brian Nobbs, I think, at the at uh, at uh, our open mic, wasn't it? Yes, it was Brian. Nobbs. It was Brian Nobbs. There was a uh, there was a girl who looked like Brian Nobbs <laughs> at one of our open. So last last potential option. Okay. All right, we're at this is called Rampage ninety one, and it is uh, while Mean Gene Okerlund and Bobby the Brain Heenan invite Sean Mooney to join them for a game of golf. Viewers are treated to a collection of exclusive matches, including The Undertaker, Mr. Perfect, The Rockers, and many more classic WWE superstars. <sighs> so we're watching one of these. Which I'm I'm going that one. All right, you're going Rampage 91. Rampage 91 is either between that one or the 92 one, the first one. Yeah, the one, either the one where uh, Bobby Heenan plays tennis or the one where Bobby Heenan plays golf. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby Heenan really puts it over the top for me. Like, what do I want? Do I want to watch fucking Kurt Hennig looking for a stamp? <laughs> yeah. I, the problem with Rampage 91, it's giving me a little bit of pause. Uh, they don't even tell you any matches. <laughs> I don't know what the matches are. I know. On this one. I know. But they uh, did. Who, who was it that they mentioned? The Rockers. Uh, the Rockers were mentioned. So Sure. The cool. Undertaker, Mr. Perfect, The Rockers, and more classic WWE. I can't wait for more. I'm I'm gonna warn you. It's it's gonna be bad wrestling. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. It's house show matches plus 
it's early nineties. So it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it's funny and it's fun. And we can come back to these because they have ones that are like, uh, de- funniest WWE moments or like blips, bloops and blops is like <laughs> the name of one of them. One of these uh, days we got to watch super duper baseball bloopers, <laughs> which is, a, Oh yeah. It's an Dorf iconic on... baseball video that I watched a million times when I was a kid. Dwarf on golf. We can Dwarf swing back golf. around to that one. He just, he's, he's, oh man, the, the Dorf on golf is timeless. <laughs> Tim, Actually, it's about the most timeful thing in the world. Yeah, who was it? Tim uh, Conway. Tim Conway on his knees, pretending to play, be a tiny man playing doing a, golf, doing a weird accent. Uh, yeah. God damn it, I love Tim Conway though. The yeah. the the sketch in uh, in the in. Uh, the dentist the Carol Burnett show where he, yeah, he keeps injecting himself with the lidocaine yeah. or when uh, he my my favorite might be when he's telling a story of Siamese elephants that are joined at the trunk. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and then they try to blow. <laughs> they, they can't make a song. They can't make a sound. So they just go. Finurky. <laughs> <laughs> was he on was he on Mama's Family? too? He was on Mama's Family, too. Yeah. I think I, that might have been on Mama's Family. The Siamese elephants. I can't remember. Okay. Uh, I I watched the shit out of uh, Mama's Family before so I knew who, who Carol Burnett was. I was just like, ah, hillbillies. Oh, man. <laughs> it's, always, I, it's always good for a laugh. And Vicki Lawrence was so good. And, like, uh, it was I, – I, I remember when I was a kid – I had surgery, really bad surgery when I was seven, uh, almost eight. And uh, I, I, I had Mama's family, family on in the, uh, in the hospital, and we had to change it because laughing hurt my stomach so bad. <laughs> Oh, the joy! Too much joy was painful to you. Turn on something sad. Yeah, just reflect. Just put a mirror up of me, sad. Let me watch Macaulay die and my girl again. Yeah, um, he can't see without his glasses. I gotta say, I'm watching. I'm looking at Bobby Heenan in a golf attire. He's got a he's got a cabbie hat with a with a, a poof ball on the top of it. Very funny. Of course he does. Uh, yeah. I, I've seen. I think I've seen a snippet of this. It might have yeah. been when we were doing our Bobby Heenan uh, deep dive. Oh, uh, the commentary's bad too. Just so you know. <laughs> who are the commentary? Who are the? Commentary? I believe it is Sean Mooney and a guy named Lord Alfred Hayes because they would just dub in the commentary over <laughs> the house show match. I think I've seen Lord Alfred Hayes before. Yeah. So. In any case, uh, this will be fun for me to reminisce on, and we can uh, yeah, take the take the piss out of it. Uh, and as Andrew said, he dropped the socials at the top. Um, we appreciate everybody that listens and engages with us. Thank all of you. Um, and we will be back next week because KFA may be dead, but we're alive watching Coliseum videos. Rampage ninety one. Fuck yeah! <laughs> I lie. <laughs>